God has designed us so that we are part of a team and we make a unique contribution for the team. So the question is this, how do I connect with and complement others to make the body complete? What's my contribution for the team? Thank you for joining us on Truth That Changes Lives. Pastor J.P. Jones is the senior pastor of Crossline Community Church in Laguna Hills, California, and a professor in biblical studies at Biola University. Today on Truth That Changes Lives, Pastor J.P. will be giving us a message from a series entitled Spiritual Gifts. Let's listen in as J.P. gives part two of discovering and using your spiritual gifts. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are enablements, empowerments of the Holy Spirit, abilities of the Holy Spirit, and in particular, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And Paul says that there are different gifts, and there are different ministries, and there are different results. But there's this common experience with the Holy Spirit that ties together every follower of Jesus Christ. In other words, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you got connected to God by the Holy Spirit. You might have thought about it. You might have processed it. It might have been for you a very intellectual issue or might have been for you a very emotional issue or maybe just something that just seemed like the right thing to do. Or maybe it was a commitment that you made out of desperation. The point is that from God's perspective, every person who crosses the line and steps into faith in Jesus Christ, whether they do that as a child or do it as an old person, It's a work of the Holy Spirit. And what happens is the Holy Spirit actually comes into their life. And the Holy Spirit gives them new spiritual life. And so what we have in common is not our spiritual gifts. What we have in common is not our theology. What we have in common is not what we like and don't like about church. What we have in common is a shared experience with the Holy Spirit. And that's what this passage says is the foundational unifying issue for all believers in Jesus Christ. And so, the question, the diagnostic question for us is this. Are you depending upon the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? That's very personal, isn't it? But it's where the rubber meets the road. Are you living life in your own power? Or are you asking God to empower you by his Holy Spirit? You know, Jesus said this in Luke eleven thirteen: If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more... How much more, that's the whole argument, it's a how much more statement. Jesus used that a lot. He's setting up what we'd call hyperbola, but it's for the purpose of driving home a point. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So are you asking God every day to fill you with the Holy Spirit, to empower you with the Holy Spirit, to lead your life Are you every day re-upping your surrender to Jesus Christ and asking the Holy Spirit to lead your life? In this passage, Paul says, verse 7, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And then he lists another list, somewhat similar, but a little different from the list in Romans chapter 12. You see, the context of this passage is not our motivation. The context of this passage is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit how the Holy Spirit is manifested in us and through us to others. And he mentions here a list of gifts that are expressions or manifestations of the Holy Spirit. He says there's the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, tongues, 
and the interpretation of tongues. These are, straight from the passage, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So here's the fourth question for us to ask and answer. How does the Holy Spirit manifest himself in me and through me to others? How does the Holy Spirit manifest himself in me and through me to others? How does the Holy Spirit want to use me to demonstrate his reality? How does the Holy Spirit want to use me to make a contribution to others so that people say, that's the work of the Spirit? See, it's not my work. It's not my effort. It's not about me. It's about me obeying what the Holy Spirit is doing in my life and through my life. And it's a manifestation of his life in these various ways. How does the Holy Spirit manifest himself in me and through me to others? Paul, in this passage, now kind of shifts his attention to the concept of the body and how there's one body, but the one body has many members and all the members have an interdependent relationship with one another, a connected relationship with one another, a vital relationship with one another. We've, we've kind of revisited this whole idea that none of us are lone rangers. We're not kind of independent agents, but we are, we're people who are called to a body. We, we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and we have a relationship with one another. And we've talked about the fact that biblically, there's the universal body of Christ. That's every Christian who's ever lived throughout all time. But there's also the local expression of that body. And if you call Crossline home, this is the local expression of the body of Christ that God wants you to participate in. If you're part of another church, then that's where, that's where God wants you to, to share and serve and use your gifts. Bloom where you're planted. No Lone Ranger Christianity, but body-focused, team-focused. And so Paul says this, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 14 to 31, using that body concept as the context for teaching about spiritual gifts. Now, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one body, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. Verse 27, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, those speaking in different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But eagerly desire the greater gifts. And now I will show you the more excellent way. Love. Paul is... uh, trying to help us embrace this body concept. Back when I was a young Christian in the uh, 70s, a big church up in the Bay Area, Peninsula Bible Church, the pastor was a man named Ray Stedman, just awesome Bible teacher, came out with a little book called Body Life. And it just illustrated these basic biblical principles, but it was almost like a revolutionary book because the American church had drifted, and many churches are still like this, into this clergy, 
laity type of deal where you've got a few paid people who do all the work and everybody else kind of benefits or receives or just participates by paying for it. That's a foreign concept to the New Testament. Body life is the New Testament concept. Everybody participating, everybody a minister, everybody serving according to their gift design, according to how they've been made to present their maximum contribution to build up the whole body. Um, I don't know if I'll get very many female votes of support for this, but I think a few of you guys will uh, back me up. This has got to be one of the greatest weekends of the entire year. <laughs> Friday night, high school football. Saturday, college football. Sunday, pro football. I mean, it all came together this weekend. This is the weekend where we have it all, guys. I was watching a college football game. I was watching Oregon and Stanford. Boy, you could just see, watching the game, the importance of each of the players on a team. Stanford had a great receiver, this huge guy, tall. I don't know, was he like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, weighed about 230, fast, great hands. I mean, the Oregon guy couldn't cover him. But guess what? It wasn't about one guy. It was about a team. And on the field, Oregon had a much better team. So who won the game? Oregon. You see, the, the church is a team. It's not about having the greatest preacher, the greatest evangelist, the greatest children's guy, the, the greatest administrator, the greatest worship leader, the greatest small group person. It's about a team. It's about the team coming together. In fact, we, you saw that if you, if you watch basketball. USA, no doubt, has the best athletes. Greece. Greece. <laughs> Greece beat the NBA All-Stars. Because they why? They played as a team. They, they played as a team. And it's awesome when a team comes together. It's awesome when the body of Christ comes together. Beginning of the summer, into spring, beginning of summer, we start telling you about TVBS and the vision to reach kids for Christ and, and what we wanted to do. Dino had a heart and a vision to use that vacation Bible school in ways outside of the box. Ed Carney, uh, head administrator over at Saddleback Valley Christian School, comes to our church sitting over there. They began to talk, and, and Ed and Saddleback Valley Christian School said, we'd love to open up our facility for your vacation Bible school. As uh, Dino and I began to think and pray about that, I thought, gosh, the location of Saddleback Valley Christian School is right next to this community with a lot of Hispanic people. And wouldn't it be great to have a mission opportunity for our church right in our own hometown? The Bible says you should be witnesses for Christ in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then the remotest parts of the earth. Why not right there? Saddleback Valley Christian School shared that vision too. I shared it here with you all. You responded. Many of you generously, financially supported the opportunity to do a scholarship to reach these, uh, these kids for Christ and, and make it free for them to come to our vacation Bible school. Brad and Leslie Bogansky, our missionaries with Kingdom Flight, have a, a heart and a passion for uh, children in Mexico. And Brad said, I want to help kind of lead that outreach in terms of all the kids coming from this area right next to Saddleback Valley Christian School. So quite a few of them came to our vacation Bible school. Several of them gave their lives to Christ. Brad wanted to have an ongoing outreach and ministry to these families. And uh, a lot of them are here at church. You see them here. And more are going to be coming. And one of the things that was on Brad's heart was that be able to get all these kids to church. I need transportation. And so one of the guys in our church said, well, you know what? Let's try to, try to raise some money and get you transportation. 
And so uh, he found out about a van that was at a good price. It was good stewardship. And he sent the word out to quite a few people in our church. Hey, this is the area of ministry. This is the great need. This is what it'll go for. And you all just responded out of your own generosity. And a guy just told me this morning, all the money came in. We're buying that van this week. And it's going to be used to bring kids to church every week uh, coming out of that outreach. Now, now here's the deal. That's a yay God. Because you know what? The body of Christ was being the body of Christ. The team was working. It wasn't just one person. It was a whole team. You see? That's what this passage is all about. God has designed us so that we are part of a team and we make a unique contribution for the team. So the question is this. How do I connect with and complement others to make the body complete? What's my contribution for the team? How do I connect with and complement others to make the body complete? Because in this passage, there are membership gifts that are mentioned. It's another spiritual gifts list. But the context is membership, how we connect with one another's members. Apostleship, prophecy, teaching, miracles, healing, helps, administration, tongues, interpretation of tongues. These spiritual gifts are mentioned in this context as complementary gifts towards making the team whole and complete. So how do I connect with and complement others to make the body of Christ complete? Another thing about this passage, though, is that Paul says, because he's talking about The body as an organization. He's not talking about spiritual gifts now from the standpoint of your individual gift separated from the gifts of others. He's talking about the organizational idea of the church and how the gifts complement one another. And he says, and in the church, verse 28, God has appointed first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, and then gifts of healing, and then those who help. And then those with gifts of administration. And then those who speak in different kinds of tongues. So the first three he says, first, second, third, and the rest he includes with then, 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 then. From the standpoint of how God has gifted you and designed you, every spiritual gift is equally important with every other gift. From the standpoint of the organization, some gifts have preeminence because of their affect on the whole body. And he specifically mentions apostles and prophets and teachers. So here's the diagnostic question that comes out of that. Do I have any of these greater gifts? And has God designed me to play an important support role that's needed? Or has God given me one of those greater gifts that's at the core foundation to affect every other gift? The next passage, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 16, the Apostle Paul says this, It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to equip God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up, until we all reach the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God and become mature and attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, We will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ, and from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Boy, if you were to pick a passage in the New Testament about church growth, this would be it. But the key is not 
primarily numerical growth, but spiritual growth, life growth, love growth, encouragement growth, depth growth. What Paul is saying is when there is healthy, qualitative growth, you can't stop quantitative growth. So the question, how can I help the body of Christ grow in love? I'm one of the ligaments that's tied to the head that supports the whole body. What is it that I can do to help it grow up in love? You see, this passage describes mobilizing gifts or equipping gifts. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. We talked about the idea when we studied this passage that this is like the player coach. It's the person who does the ministry, but their giftedness is such that they coach and train and teach and equip other people to do the ministry. So the question is, am I more of an equipper or one who is equipped to do the work of ministry? Has God designed me to be someone on the team who is a player coach, who not only does ministry but trains, teaches, mentors, coaches, equips other people to do the work of ministry? Or God has God designed me to be one who is receiving that equipping, and as I'm receiving that equipping, I'm doing the ministry? One last passage. Two last questions to help us discover and use our spiritual gifts. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. Each one should use whatever gift he's received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. This is a passage about stewardship, stewarding the grace that God has given to us. The way God has given to us grace is through the spiritual gifts. The way we steward that grace is we use our gifts to serve others, and the result is God gets glorified. So the ninth question to ask ourselves is this. How can I maximize my service to God to give him the greatest glory? How can I maximize my service to God to give him the greatest glory? You see, if we are thinking about this in terms of teams and sports, which is a natural tie-in that we've looked at, for some of us, the question is, am I in the game? For others of us, the question is, am I playing the right position? And for others, the question is, am I doing the best job I can? That's what Peter's addressing here. Stewardship, giving God the greatest glory, maximizing what he's given to you, to bless other people. And so Peter says that stewardship of grace is broken down into two areas. There are speaking gifts and serving gifts. If you speak, speak the words of God. If you serve, serve with God's strength so that in everything God may be glorified. And so when you look back at all the gifts that are mentioned in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 4, they break down into some of them being speaking gifts and some of them being serving gifts. The speaking gifts are these. Prophecy, teaching, encouraging, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and evangelism. And the serving gifts are these. Serving, giving, leadership, mercy, faith, healing, miracles, distinguishing of spirits, apostleship, helps, administration, and pastor. Now, I think there's like a dynamic uh, scale here of gift design. It may not be that you're just a speaker, and it may not be that you're just a server. It may be that you have a little bit of both. But because Peter says, if you speak, speak, and if you serve, serve, it seems to me that every one of us kind of is in one of those two categories, more or less. So the question is this, the last question. 
Has God designed me to be more of a speaker or more of a server? Has God designed me to be more of a speaker? Do I do my best stuff when I'm talking? When I'm enunciating and articulating my words to the benefit of other people? Or do I do my best stuff when I'm showing mercy and performing tasks and administrating projects and shepherding and discerning and leading? There's a lot of different ways you can serve and a lot of different ways you can speak. But if you're a speaker, speak. And if you're a server, serve. You see, God has given us gifts. And they're not to just sit underneath the tree. They're to be opened and used. What a great message for all of us today. Pastor JP provides us with great insight. That is why we'd like to make it available to you on CD. Just get in touch and mention today's date. We'll send it your way for just $5. Or if you'd like to support this ministry, you can write us at Truth That Changes Lives, 2331 Moulton Parkway, Laguna Hills, California, 92653. Or give us a call at 949-916-0250. That's 949-916-0250. For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of JP's new book, Facing Goliath. Please join us every Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. at Crossline Church in Laguna Hills. The address is 23331 Moulton Parkway, Laguna Hills, California, 92653. Or check us out on the web at crosslinechurch.com. We're going to get to the address and phone number again in a moment. But before we do that, Pastor JP, do you have any insight from today's message? Thanks, Greg. You know, I recently saw a special on Magic Johnson, the famous basketball player for the Los Angeles Lakers. And one of the things about Johnson that was so profound was that he was a team player. He was willing to do anything to help the team succeed. You know, in the Christian life, nobody is called to be a superstar. But we're all called to be team players. We've been made part of the body of Christ. And the way we express our uniqueness as part of Christ's body is by using the spiritual gifts that God has given to us. When we use our gifts, we serve one another and we glorify God and we help the church be what it's called to be. That is salt and light in God's community. God has a plan for you. And that plan is to use you to build up his body. And you do that through expressing your spiritual gifts. First Peter 4, 10 and 11 says, to each one of us has been given a special gift. Therefore, use it in serving one another as stewards of the grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as it were the words of God. If anyone serves, let him serve with all the power that God gives so that in all things, God may be glorified. You are either a speaker or a server in your unique contribution to the body of Christ. How has God designed you? Are your spiritual gifts in speaking? If they are, then speak. If your spiritual gifts are in serving, then serve. When you perform the work that God has given you to do, you build up the body of Christ. And if that's your desire, I ask you to surrender your life to the Lord and ask him to use you to your fullest. Lord, thank you for how you've given us spiritual gifts Thank you that these gifts build up the body of Christ. Use us to serve you by serving others. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to help you in your relationship with Christ. Please get in touch with us at Truth That Changes Lives, 23331, Molten Parkway, Laguna Hills, California, 92653. Or call us at 949-916-0250. On the internet, you will find us at crosslinechurch.com. We hope to see you at one of our services every Sunday at our new campus in Laguna Hills. For more information and directions, please go to crosslinechurch.com. Please join us next time on Truth 
that changes lives. The cross before me.